Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hey there. Welcome to Forever 35. It's Kate. And this is Dory. And we're coming to you as an introduction to a episode that we are rerunning while we are on a holiday break. It's true. So this episode was with Allie Ward. You probably know her as the host of the Ologies podcast, the host of Innovation Nation on CBS. She's just a Renaissance woman. She's oh, got that's a- like the perfect way to describe her. Yes. She's so interesting. She's so funny. She has so many like random weird obsessions. And we really, really liked talking to her about some of them. So please enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dory Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Indeed we do. Hello, Dory. Hello, Kate. We're sitting here in your dining room. We are. The house smells 
delightful. It smells like a meal I just cooked. Yeah. Because I'm trying to meal plan my lunches for the week, but I didn't get to it yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I cooked a giant batch of pasta. So now there's a gentle eggplant smell. Yeah. Just lurking in the air. It smells really good. Thank you. Anyway. Any, anyway, I mammogrammed last yeah. week, Tori. I mammogrammed, but I still don't know my results. So I don't want to, I don't, don't want to jinx it, but yeah. I'm a little bit like, I, I, put, I took a bunch of photos while I was there and, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about documenting my experience, but also I'm still waiting. Yeah. So I'm a little bit how like, was the hey. how was the actual experience for you? Aside from the um, mammogram center, breast yeah. center I went to running a little bit late, they were running late on everybody. Um, it was easy peasy. The nurse practitioner who did my, or I'm not, I'm not sure the mammogram operator. I'm not exactly sure what her title was, was super kind and very helpful. And I was like, this is my first mammogram. Did you ask for a curved plate? I didn't because the machine didn't look like there were, there was room for plates. Okay. All right. I don't know what it was. I will say the most interesting thing to me, like everyone knows you go and your boobs get squished. Mm Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like I was slow dancing with the machine. Like you have to like wrap yourself around the machine and they maneuver your yes. arms in all these ways. Yes, yes, yes. And I, and I don't know what exactly I thought was going to happen, but I it was kind of funny just to be like embracing this radiation machine. Yeah, totally. Very intensely. And then you have to hold your breath as yeah. they take the image so as not to move. Mm-hmm. But they were very kind. But it was kind of heavy for me because yeah. it triggered health anxiety which is a recurring theme in my life i had heartburn last night that triggered it as well Mm -hmm. um and i also got my mammogram on september 11th yeah which Which in retrospect was not a great idea because as that day as i'm sure for most people it was it's very heavy for me yeah as a a person who lived in new york for a long time and i you know it, it just i was i'm always really emotional so i was you know i was doubly there was a lot going on that day yeah but once i finished it i felt really good i'm really glad i did it um i will keep you abreast of the results i see what you did there that was a real you move it, that i you know what i wanted it to pull. was mm-hmm. and i'm proud thank you yeah see? you're welcome um and you know if i have to go back in i'm sure i will freak out but i will figure it out yeah You'll soldier on. I did ask about your tip about getting the ultra. I was like, do I, can I get my ultrasound now? And the, the, the technician was like, well, your doctor needs to actually like ask for that before we can oh, do interesting. it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just my insurance or whatever, but yeah. she was like, next time just have your doctor also ask for the ultrasound with the mammogram ah. and you can just get, we can do it all. Interesting. I, I want to be like, I host a podcast and my podcasting <laughs> host said that totally. I, and also a listener said I should get curved plates. Uh, so, so yeah. It's almost like we know too much. There's a lot of information swirling in my brain yes. thanks to Forever 35, but I'm grateful for it, honestly. I felt, I did feel more empowered going Good. into it. I hope, I hope that our conversations about it sort of demystified the process for you. Well, one thing the technician kept saying was she's like, did people scare you about this? I was like, no, but it's not a thing that's d- talked about in depth a lot of times with, yeah. uh, with other, with peers. I remember my mom being like, they squish my boobs like a pancake. But otherwise, like I didn't, I haven't, I've only just started having conversations about mammograms, right. which I'm really glad to be having. Totally. Like let's detail the process in, in, in detail. 
That yes. was stupid. And also don't wear perfume deodorant right. lotion on your boobs right. or, your, or your armpits. Right. That's another big one. Big thing I've learned. Anyway, Dory, tell me about what is going on in the life of Dory Shafrir. Well, Kate, I have suddenly become a person who makes checklists. Well, okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert, listeners. Dory sent me a Google Doc of her checklist, read only, so I couldn't edit it. And it's beautiful. It looks like something in a magazine. Wow. And this Thank checklist you. is for? This checklist is for cleaning my house and organizing my house. And how many pages is it? I believe it is two pages. Okay. Substantial. Yeah. It's a Google Doc. I use the, the little check boxes. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about, both you and I have been talking about feeling overwhelmed by the clutter and the piles in our house. Although as I sit here in your house, your house is not cluttered. But I hide the clutter. It's all in our master bedroom. My kids' rooms are okay. bonkers. It's uh, like if you but opened... the public areas are very organized and clean. I do feel like I am good at masking when yes. people come over. We- we've just at, in my house, it's just all gone to shit. So <laughs> anyway, we've been talking about this for a couple weeks now, and a friend, actual actually a mutual friend of ours, uh, texted me after our last episode, and she said, "Hey, I have a method." that really works. And I thought, well, this, this woman is very clean and organized. Her house is always immaculate yep, yep. and she has a baby. She said, here's what, here's what I do. I make a list of all the areas in my house and I go through the list and I don't reorganize something until I've gone through everything on the list. She says, because we all have a tendency to like redo the same area over and over again without getting to like that closet or whatever. So I had that conversation with her. And then a couple days prior to that, I had gone over to the apartment of um, a mommy and me friend of mine. So she also has a baby who's around the same age as Henry. And her apartment was gorgeous. It was, it was not huge, but it was beautiful. Everything was very tasteful. She had all this really nice furniture. And it was so clean and organized and she just didn't have a lot of stuff but it was very nicely decorated like everything clearly had a place and i like debated in my head saying this for a while because i was like is it weird to tell someone who you don't know super well like your house is so clean but i finally blurted out like i was like your your house i just have to say like your house is beautiful but it's also really organized and she kind of beamed and she was like she was like, I thank you. Like, I am really obsessive about it. And it's something that I just, you know, it's really important to me. I've ha- I got my husband on board. This doesn't come to him naturally, but I had to get him on board. I purge ruthlessly every few months. And she was just like, and I just have to clean. And in fact, when I got to her house, she was cooking lunch. And while I was there, she's like, sorry, I just have to empty the dishwasher. Like she had to get it done. And I was like, okay, I clearly don't have this compulsion, but maybe I can take a little bit of this compulsion. So that combined with the other conversation I had inspired my version of this checklist, which is divided into three main categories. The first is daily tasks. This is stuff that I just, I have to do every day, like make the bed. For example, like 
not leave dirty dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. Um, the second category are, it's like ongoing as needed or regular as needed tasks. So like take the garbage out when it's full. Don't keep pushing it down. Trying to like get every last scrap in there before you're forced <laughs> to take it outside. We do that so much with both with the recycling, like the that trash. kind of thing yeah. or like run and empty the dishwasher, like empty the dishwasher. Don't just leave it there. Um, you know, every night, like wipe down the counters. A lot of this is a lot of this stuff is like kitchen stuff. Um, but I do find like in terms of like daily stuff, the kitchen is a is a hot spot. Replace the paper towel roll, replace the toilet paper, like just be on top of all that stuff. So that's kind of like ongoing as needed. And then there are, I called them ongoing areas of concern. <laughs> Now, how many of them are there? A lot. <laughs> this was the largest category because I just kept looking around and being like, and I also wanted to divide it. I didn't want to just be like office. I was right. like surface of Dory's desk, surface of Matt's desk, under Dory's desk, under Matt's desk, top of the piano, the behind the, you know, next to the couch in the living room, like just every little area broken down. Every individual space has their own individual pile areas. Yes. Right. Like, yes. Like you were just saying on yes. top of the piano next to yes. the, what was the last one you said? I'm sorry. Next to, uh, the, next to the couch, next to the couch in the living room. Yep. Yeah. Then there's another pile that's just sort of emerged next to one of the bookshelves mm-hmm. in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they just sort of pop. They're like weeds. They are like weeds or like lice or like lice. I just for my own personal yeah. life experience. So I, so the, so that is the, the largest part of the checklist. So you really took an inventory. I took an inventory, which I think is a really great first step in getting a handle on it because sometimes you're like, where do I start? There's, there's the piano, there's by the couch, there's my desk. And then you're just like, there's a paralysis that's in. At least it does for me. So it sounds like you did the first. I did the first step. Now the second step, as my friend Katie with a very organized apartment put it, she was like, everything has a place. This one, this part is where I get lost. And this is like, this is like something that I know. I know that everything needs to have a place. I've been told this a thousand times. Every organizer, I've had organizers come over. They've been like, everything needs a place. It's just like a place for everything and everything in its place. Like that is a saying. We all know this, but actually putting this into practice, I have found very difficult. Well, what I don't understand is where does new stuff go? Just for example, those guitar picks over there. Well, those can go to Matt's office. Well, but now my kid has a guitar. <laughs> Should right. I just send my kid to your yes. house and she and Matt can jam? Wait, no, I don't need more clutter. You don't want a child, a six-year-old and her guitar? No, she needs a she needs an area. Uh, but but don't we run out of areas? My yes, home but is, then... Oh, but, God, I'm so overwhelmed. Okay. But I think what I think I need to put into practice mm-hmm. is really the one in, one out. Oh, like... If a guitar pick comes if in, a gar- goes, if yeah. a guitar pick comes in, it needs a place, and maybe it goes in the place where like 
that doll you haven't played with in three years lives. Got it. I like that because our homes aren't expanding. Exactly. But the stuff is. But the stuff is. It's like weeds or lice. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh boy. We we are we got so many interesting responses. We did. And I haven't even peeked into the voicemails yet. But so the can emails. I just, can I just say oh, yeah, another please. tip Sorry. that my other friend Grace brought up, which is don't be fooled. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here. Don't be fooled by getting a lot of vessels. She did not phrase this exactly the same way, but she was basically like, don't just buy a lot of containers and throw stuff in there. That's funny because right now in the trunk of my car are like approximately four new containers from Target. Yeah. Darn it. So especially if they're not clear containers and you can't see what's in them. Uh, Yeah. The goal is not to just like put things in containers and shove them away. It's to like really take like think about what you need. Mm hmm. And get rid of everything else. And she scans and shreds her mail. Scans? Yeah, like anything. Like if a bill comes or... Well, first of all, she does all paperless billing, obviously. Um, But anything that she might need, like a letter or... I don't know. She'll scan it and then everything else... She And then she shreds it. She shreds everything. She's like, have a shredder by the door and just go through your mail and shred. It's like, okay. All right. You know what? It's like all these people who have like clean, organized houses. It's like they all got this like secret newsletter that's been going around (laughs) for generations. For generations. (laughs) And they're like, don't tell anyone about this. (laughs) We have to keep this within the the organized family. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, no one in my family got this newsletter. No. And I definitely don't have it to pass on to my kids. No, me neither. So, and then you said something that I thought was so apt, which is like, I do feel like all of us, all these people, you and me and my two friends, like we're all type A, but yes. they are type A and organized and we are type A and, and disorganized. disorganized. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating meeting people who I'm like, I get you except this yeah. giant thing. <laughs> <laughs> like and you know my my like the, the and and i also don't know if living a life where you like can't not clean up is joyful either totally. like I'm, sh- they, I'm sure they have their own stresses and yes. burdens that come with that yes agreed. right so you know i'm not saying one has it easier but it is like a little bit of a grass is always greener situation here that is I'm a like, really good point but what i will say is that i look at my house and i get stressed out me dory i, I don't want to live like this same. if i felt okay living like this i'd be like all right <laughs> i don't need to clean don't don't hold me down people with your organization like it's the but, but i don't feel that way i feel overwhelmed i feel like i have too much stuff i feel like i can't have people over to my house because it's like i said to katie i was like yeah like we were like oh well ne- you know we'll hang out again blah blah blah. and i was like not at my house i'm like i'm embarrassed to have you at my house like i literally said that yeah and i don't like feeling that way so I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Like the thing in my brain that my brain calendar that I'm doing this afternoon when we are done working before I have to go to an eye doctor appointment mm-hmm. is that I'm going to to clean. I'm gonna try to get it You're gonna I, take an inventory? I, I need to figure out there's certain stuff where I just need to go into my 
um, our bedroom yeah. and just knock it out. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just pure like I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Like putting away clothes is really hard for me. There's just so putting much. Putting away clothes has, has become not hard for me because I wear the same three things all the time. You look great. Thank you. <laughs> so that's that's what I've been kind of occupied with. And then I also have been making, we're going away this weekend. We're going to Boston. Yes. First time flying with Henry. He's going to love that dirty water. Big unknown. Exactly. Um, and I've been making a checklist of a packing list of I what l- to bring for him. I really love list story. List story is really <laughs> out here. <laughs> you are. Then I did something else that is completely out of character. Go are on. you ready? Yes. So we decided over Christmas, we're going to go to New York um, to see some friends and we're going to stay, we're going to stay going to upstate New York with some friends who have a house up there. And I was like, you know what? I need to make a budget for this trip. I've never done this before. Who are you? Who am I? I mean, if my financial coach is listening, I hope you're proud <laughs> of what you have done. Look at this. So I made a spreadsheet and I budgeted out low, medium, and high. In terms of spending for the trip? In terms of spending for the trip. Like, what would be the absolute cheapest way we could go? We could get the flight on points. We could stay at a friend's place. We could, you know, just like all this this stuff we could do. And so then that was one estimate. And then I did a medium estimate. And then I did a high estimate. And I I texted Matt. I said, well... I budgeted out our trip and, and it was like, it was like a huge range. He was like, that's quite a swing. And I was like, well, <laughs> let me tell you how I did this. Um, but I think he was, you know, I think he was impressed. It I does would be. feel like with this financial coach that we are, we're more on the same team than we ever have been. That's lovely. Which feels good. Like we're working towards a goal that we both believe in. Yeah. And you're getting on the same page about your spending and yeah. your finances. And yeah. you're, it sounds also like you're being more open and honest with each other about yeah. what you're spending and your goals and your feelings totally. and that stuff. Yeah. So that feels good. Well, we have journeyed. We have. Be here at the start of this podcast. Should we take a break before we talk to Allie Ward? Dory, are you pumped? I am so I'm we're so we have wanted to have Allie Ward on the podcast for for so long so long she's finally here host of the wonderful podcast ologies yes she's the best she is very cool we're, and also my kids favorite show brainchild I mean look she's done it all yeah. we'll be right back okay life is full of what-ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs no deductibles no enrollment periods and especially no more what-ifs visit uh1.com to find the health protector guard plan for you You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. 
this is what's so great about Quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, 
our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires. It's like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. Our guest today is the one and only Allie Ward. Hi, Allie. Hi. We're so excited to have you here. I can't believe I'm here. In the flesh. In the flesh. I'm at the table. Yes. I'm. Uh, you have a seat at the table. Yeah. Seat I'm at the table. We have talked about you so many times on different episodes. We just like, you just come up all the time. I'm like, we gotta get, we gotta get her on. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to be on since you started the podcast. And no. I've just been crossing my fingers and toes, lighting appropriate incenses. And it's happened. All the crystals. I'm it here. has happened. So for the three of you who don't know who Allie is, I'm going to read short bio. Then we will. We have many topics to discuss. <laughs> All right. Allie Ward hosts the comedic science podcast Ologies, the CW science show Did I Mention Invention, and is a daytime Emmy award-winning science correspondent for CBS's The Henry Ford's Innovation Nation with Mo Rocca. She also appears on the Netflix science show Brainchild, another Netflix science show debuting this fall, Cooking Channel and Science Channel's How to Build Everything. She has volunteered with the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County and is a co-founder of the Science Communication Collective Nerd Brigade. Yep. Gosh, that's me. That is 
very impressive. It's a, there's a lot of bebopping around with yes. different jobs. Yes. You know how it is. It's like you go do one, the one doesn't know you do the other necessarily. So your week is just kind of a hodgepodge of things. But yeah, yeah. I'm super lucky. I love my job. But you know, so Allie and I have known each other for a while. In mm-hmm. fact, she is probably the reason why I'm married to my husband. Yeah. Whoa, yep, really? Yep. It's me. It's all me. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was one, one fateful night. Because Matt and I used to like to hang out at the Grove, and we'd just go get coffee, and then we'd just sit in Crate and Barrel until we got side-eyed out of there. Honestly, sounds like a perfect day. <laughs> it was great. It was like, why hang out in a coffee shop when you could just sit on a white couch with a, a dark latte and make people nervous? And so <laughs> we would just do that and shoot the shit. And so we'd meet at the Grove, and one night, we met up at the Grove, and I was like, oh, have you heard of this app? It's called Tinder. You look at people, and you swipe on them. It's atrocious. You should get on it. Because like, when you're a woman... Everything in LA is like actor, writer, producer, bartender, whatever. Um, nice people, but there's like a lot of shirtless profile pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. A lot of hyphenates. And um, a, a lot of like, I'm just here for fun kind of guys. And so I told him to download it so that we could laugh about it. And then he swipes once and meets. Like a, this quality woman, like a novelist, an editor. He only did one swipe? Literally like went on a date. And the next week he was like, she's my girlfriend. I'm going to marry her. And I was like, Don't what? Right. Yeah. So That's I've really Allie to thank because Matt never would have done it on his own. I, it was one of those things where I was like, this was supposed to be a joke. You were supposed to commiserate with me. And you found the best woman in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Meanwhile I would, I would text him Horrible screenshots Of conversations Being like Hey what's up You want to come over And uh It's only midnight Yeah oh. I mean I went through a lot Of those too Yeah No I bet Um And so And I had actually Been off of Tinder For a while Like a month or so And then went back on Right around the same time And then Matt Messaged me Being like I've never done this before And I was like Ugh <laughs> Like, this is a line. Like, everyone says this. But it turned out he really hadn't done this before. He hadn't. Yeah. He sent me a screenshot of his uh, profile. And he was like, what do you think of this one? And I was like, you can't have the first picture be you with coffee all over your shirt. He was like, it's funny. And I was like, that's not what we're on here for. We're looking for someone who's not a slob. I was like, third, fourth picture, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so Allie and I go way back. And I bring that up in part because I remember... New Year's Eve a few years ago sitting around the fire pit in my backyard and you were talking about kind of like manifesting some stuff. We had no like major plans for New Year's. None of us wanted to go out and uh, do shots of anything. So yeah, we came over and we decided to do tarot card readings like kind of for fun. Oh, this is the tarot card night. Yes. This one, or maybe you've had a few tarot card (laughs) New Year's. We, yeah, this has now become a thing that we do, but Allie was there for one of the them. original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that we mentioned in your bio did not exist yet. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that was like late 2014 into 15. That sounds right. I think. And, um, and yeah, I wanted to be doing more science stuff. I wanted to be, I wanted to make something of ologies. And so we all kind of sat around the fire pit just thinking about what we wanted to do the next year. And um, I think we burned some stuff too. Yeah. Cathartically. Sounds right. Yeah. There was some burning. And, um, my hair smelled like beef jerky, but I left with like a renewed nice. resolve to get into my own stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's funny how much um, 
writing things down and uh, speaking them aloud really holds you accountable to doing what you want to do, you know? Totally. Maybe less magic and more accountability, but it really does. When I write something down, I can't ignore that it's something I want to do, you Mm -hmm. know? Is it accountability with yourself or do you find that sharing it with other people makes you feel more inclined to follow through? That's a great question. I think it's more with yourself. I think there are so many things that you want to do that you don't want to admit you want to do because if you do and you fail, it's too mortifying. But I think when you actually admit to yourself and you write it down enough to say, okay, like I'm calling bullshit on you. You really do want to do this. Um, It makes you just put little steps into action, you know? And I think that that was one of the first times I really was like, okay, I want my own science show. I want to do a podcast. And, um, and yeah, it does. I mean, sharing it with other people definitely holds you accountable too. And then if there are other opportunities that come up and they know that that's on your radar, mm. they might share it, you know? That's um, a good point. And I love my, my friends in the nerd brigade. It, that started as, as a joke just because we, um, we all went out one Valentine's day and we all just shared stories of like the worst mating rituals and the best mating rituals <laughs> in nature. And it just started with an email being like, Hey, any of you nerds want to get a brigade together and go get, get some drinks on Valentine's day. So then just started calling the, the nerd brigade, but yeah. And they're wonderful. And so, yeah, we try to like share opportunities and ask each other advice and they're great. So how did you then go from just kind of speaking this stuff to actually, Yeah, putting it into action because like getting your own science show, it's not easy. easy. (laughs) And and making a podcast, making a podcast, a very popular podcast that requires a ton of thought and research. That's also not easy. Yeah, it's ologies is the hardest thing I've ever worked on. Is it really? Oh god, yeah. I mean, I spend so much time and effort um, and hand wringing trying to make it right. And um, yeah, but it's the it's the job that I love. I love the most. I mean, it's that's a dream job. And I love doing, I also love doing science TV. I mean, there's nothing like being on a set and working on something that you really like. Um, and I, you know, I always thought in the comedy world, I always felt like I was the like, science person. You know, we'd be mm. at, like a comedy party. And we'd be like, there's a spider, get out, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I was fine with that. But, and then in the science world, I felt like everyone had their PhDs and I was like kind of more of a goofball. And I felt like I didn't really fit in either way. And um, I was talking to my friend, Kara, who said that she's like, well, you know, that's kind of an asset because you can ask questions that people who are super, super experts couldn't ask. And I was like, that's a really great way of looking at it, a really super empowering way. My friend, Kara Santa Maria, she has a podcast, Talk Nerdy, and she's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of just was like, oh, yeah, I guess I could lean into that and, and ask stupid questions that you <laughs> would otherwise be way too embarrassed to, to ask. And so I found that... Um, that really just letting myself be myself was the, you know, duh, was a, a moment that was hard to get to, but it helped yeah. a lot. <laughs> letting yourself be yourself. That takes a lot of practice to actually put into action and a lot of trial and error, I think. I, know, I mean, I just can only speak for myself yeah. trying to be myself. Yeah. <laughs> but that's actually much harder than it sounds. It is, especially working if you have a platform and if you work in TV or even podcasting or whatever, or you want to be a writer, you always think, okay, if I don't see a voice like mine out there, there's someone else must have tried it and mm. really failed at it. So I've, that would be embarrassing to do that again. And so you think, well, how can I sanitize it a little bit? How can I clean it up? How can I polish it? What work does my 
sole need in order to be marketable. And so then you go about sanding the rough edges and being like, is this good? And and then you're just the same as everyone else who's done that. There's nothing interesting about you because you've just polished yourself into a replica of, of what's already out there. And so I think that doing ologies especially um, allowed me to be as weird as I want to be and realize like I could relax and that's actually okay. You know, I, I would look and see in the, in the podcast charts and science, like no other science podcast has like a little E after it, which means like there's a lot of swear words. I was like, there's gotta be a reason. So it, it took a bit to be like, well, let's see if I can see if I can join that party. And it turns out that, Oh, there, you know, there was space for that. So have just to circle back to that beautiful phrase Mm -hmm. because it really has clearly struck me did did you find are you finding more comfort with being yourself in other aspects of your life not just professionally like really just being okay with being who you are yeah definitely yeah i think um i have a i have a better confidence that i will be accepted if i am yeah weird or goofy or corny or curious and i think for a long time i tried to hide my curiosity because i thought it was like annoying or it was like a precocious child that you're like just leave me alone you know and so i think i i tried to hide that a lot and i realized like oh it's okay to it's okay to still be an adult and be curious and wonder about goofy stuff and um and there are a lot of other people who kind of share that curiosity too and it's fine but um so yeah, it's it's let me be myself and it's it's let me take my guard down a little bit and I don't have to be like, you know, some either really polished TV personality or, you know, someone who's trying to be tougher than they are and shit talk things and, you know, um, try to be a bigger badass than I am. I can be much more vulnerable and, you know, say I'm scared of things and, and that I'm delighted by things. I think the one of the hardest things to do, especially if you're in the comedy world, is say that you're delighted by things because yes. <laughs> it's like... Like if you're if you're not just a little bit poisonous, then Mm -hmm. it's embarrassing. So to I've and I've talked to other friends who are like in that community who it's it's like rough to say this makes me happy. Yeah, I totally (laughs) get that. Um, Yeah, you're supposed to be jaded. Yeah, you're supposed to be cynical. There should always be like an edge of cynicism. Yeah, for everything. And not all of us are like that. And if you don't have a critical eye on everything in the world, then you must be an idiot. But it actually um, it takes a lot of courage to kind of say that you are find joy in things or delighted by things. Cause there is a ton of bad shit in the world. Totally. It's just, we're just eyeballs deep in a lot of terrible shit. And, um, so it, it takes a little bit of nerve to say, okay, well there's a lot of terrible shit, but maybe this is a good thing that might help it in the end, just because, you know, it's embarrassing to be thought of as naive maybe so yeah it took a, it i think that that's been the biggest lesson is it's okay to find some little bright spots you know my my parents are both sick so uh you know any the fact that they're around and doing well is something that you learn to to not take for granted i think that's i think that helped a little bit too just reframing things um you know when you have people that you that you're really close to that you love who are struggling with with you know serious illness like any day that you uh, can communicate with them is amazing. You know, any day that, that they're still on the planet is amazing. So I, I just try to find those little bright spots and 
and when it comes to all of the global geo shit storm that we're dealing with, um, like from climates to politics, try to find the ways that maybe you can get other people excited about participating in change as opposed to just wallowing in how terrible it is. You know what I mean? Because nothing's going to change unless people are mobilized. So, and people won't mobilize unless they're excited. So you have to try to try to find the optimism in change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The delight. Yeah. Exactly. When things feel less than delightful. Yeah. How do you do that? Like, it's not easy. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was, I interviewed a, a phenologist, that episode's going to be out um, in a couple weeks, but um, it's, that's the study of seasonal change. Ooh. So I wanted to talk about everything from like pumpkin spice lattes to like leaves and spring and stuff. And, you know, spoiler, but this amazing, wonderful, funny uh, chick, she works, um, she works at the La Brea Tar Pits and, uh, she, you know, we talked all about leaves and all this other stuff. And at the end, I asked her something that's difficult about her job. She started sobbing. <laughs> She's like, it's really hard. She's like, I work with climate data every day and people don't believe us. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. Like, I, this is not something I normally do. <sighs> and so, um, you know, but then we started talking about things people can do to get involved in community science and um, in ways that you can talk to your lawmakers and stuff like that. So it's tough. I mean, but I think with science, there's a lot, always there's a lot of potential for change. And the more people who care about it, the better. So if you can get someone like with ologies or with brainchild, or whatever, you, if you can get people to care, that's like, the, hmm. that's huge. Because then you can get people to vote, then you can get people to do things uh, that are positive. So I think caring is like the first step. So just getting people emotionally invested in the world around them. You know, that's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about something that you tweeted a couple months ago oh, uh-huh. about the Discovery Channel. Oh, yes. Um, so correct me if I'm I, I think I'm remembering this correctly, but mm-hmm. they had posted like a sizzle reel yeah. of like all their new shows or all their shows and all of the hosts were men. Mm-hmm. And you posted you, t- you tweeted something about how you, you pointed that out. And then you said that um, you had been told that no one would ever want to watch a science show hosted by a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that and kind of what the experience what, of pitching shows as a woman hosting a science science show has been like and like what the reaction to that was? And um, yeah, because there aren't shows yeah. about science hosted by women. Yeah, it was... Um, except it, Brainchild. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah Brainchild. Well, no, except for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brainchild. And uh, did I mention Invention um, was a spinoff from Innovation, and that felt like a pretty big victory because I had been told, yeah, to my face that viewers didn't want to hear about Science for One, but yeah. Okay, well, let's just repeat that one more time. Yeah. You were told to your face mm-hmm. that viewers did not want to hear about science from a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. In they, 2019. Yeah, this is probably 20, 2017, 2018. Oh, times are totally yeah. different yeah. now. <laughs> but then they tried Sarcasm. to then they tried to flatter me by saying, especially a, a somewhat attractive one. They added that, and I was like, number one, wow, you haven't seen me without makeup. <laughs> I can be just as unattractive as I want. But um, oh boy, yeah, they it was so weird. Yeah, that is a terrible, awful thing that still happens. But. Um, Although hopefully the tide is changing, but yeah, I had been told that by an executive at a large network that was not uninvolved with Discovery, but they they tweeted out this reel and it was all their new shows. And it, I mean, I wasn't the only person to 
get up in arms about it. Um, Emily Calandrelli, who's uh, the space gal on Twitter, she's she hosts um, Exploration Space for uh, for Fox, and she's awesome. And um, and I think she had tweeted it, and uh, you know, then it started going around Science Twitter, and I I had mentioned like, oh yeah, this is not shocking because. I had pitched to them and they were like, we love this show idea. You know, we're just not sure if our viewers are ready. And, you know, viewers who are still on cable are usually in their 60s, 70s. And so, um, yeah, they'd also told me that um, that they weren't maybe ready to see someone of color host something. So it's um, that's one of those things where you say, well, that sucks for you guys that you're um, you're on that kind of sinking ship. And. I guess that's the one of the perks of digital is you can find your voice in other ways, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's a streaming service or or network TV. I think people are a little bit more um, aware of it since 2016, a little bit more aware of inclusion since, um, you know, people have had a pretty stark view of what a lack of inclusion looks like. And so I think people are a little bit better about it now. But um but yeah, it's it's really it's weird because you like forget you forget you're like oh yeah wow I guess I am a woman huh well, oh weird I didn't you forget that you get <laughs> like this shit end of the stick sometimes but yeah and so one thing with ologies is um, is that it's it's been really nice to hear from so many scientists of so many different backgrounds um, without necessarily mentioning this get used to hearing from different people. Um, is is a i think a big thing a, a big step but yeah i've been told that no lady science please just man science more war they literally are like we're we're just want to do a show on war machines do you know any like what? i was told that they were working on a show on war machines i was like there you go okay that'll fix things yeah way to go it's just what we need right now yeah 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 so it's it's funky but you just channel channel your rage into amplifying voices who are um who maybe don't have a megaphone so that's that's a cool thing about doing the podcast is there are people who are like out in the field and in their labs and doing this amazing work and um like handing the mic over to them you know so that's been cool how has your knowledge about science influenced your self-care practices great question Mm, well thank you uh hyaluronic acid the glycology um glyco no glycobiology episode mm-hmm. um which is uh about carbs informed me a bit about that because i realized oh well um hyaluronic acid gloms onto water and that's why it keeps your skin moist i no longer am um suspicious of this being a hoax <laughs> so <laughs> i think there we go i think ever ever since i i read uh the beauty myth by Naomi Wolf, who has since been disgraced by her own lack of research. Um, she, on, on a different book, but um, I remember something in that book saying um, that they make uh, counters in department stores to look like a pharmacy. Like you go to Clinique because it's like a clinic. Like I have a problem that needs to be solved by someone in, in a white lab coat who's selling me skin cream and so um the notion that science is oftentimes used just for commerce um is like a little bit squeaky to me where i'm always i so i'm i'm very like uh suspicious of a lot of beauty products but yeah hyaluronic acid man it does really plump and firm guys a tired tired skin 
Plains dehydration. Your skin looks great. Thank you. What are you using looks, these days? I mean, it's thank you so a much. Dewy yeah. landscape. Well, you know, I my self care had really been just bottom of the barrel lately um, with some health stuff with my family, which is you know um, thankfully better. And I had been moving, and I just was. Ugh. Um, I, if you go to bed with dirty feet. Like what else? What else is going on with you? And there were days moving. I'd be out in the garage, and my feet would be so dirty, and I would just get into bed anyway. And I was like, "This is disgusting," and I'm so sorry. Um, and so, yeah, like God knows. And so, and I have I have a mirror that I I use. It's a magnifying mirror just to keep tabs on one or two mustache bristles that had been packed away. And I was like, "I don't find that." And wow. I saw some stuff. And so my self-care practices have been very bad. <laughs> so um, just last week, I kind of like took a week off from extra appointments and I went and got my, the first facial I've gotten in like two years. And she took a blade and scraped off all my fur on my face Ooh. and my dead skin. And I was like, thanks, lady. So I needed a little refresher. But um, little hy- uh, hyaluronic acid with um, some moisturizer. And, um, but I am weaning myself off of face wipes for cleaning because mm-hmm. I don't think they're very good for your skin and they're terrible for the environment. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm on the washcloth train now. I think we both stopped using them. Yeah. I was never a big face wipe user mm. to begin with, but I'm a butt wipe user. Okay. Yeah. Washing my other face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, down, my face down below. Uh, and I should probably quit those, but I can't quit them. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. 
Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Allie brought us... A gift. I did. Some gifts from a company called Rosebud. Allie, do you want to explain what you brought us? Well, I was And why you brought them. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring them. But um, so my boyfriend's mom is Christine Mason, and she's awesome. She's like an entrepreneur and this awesome businesswoman. And, um, and she's just... She's really fun and really, really smart. Anyway, um, so she started this company called Rosebud because as women... We don't always, or as, as people with vaginas even, um, we don't always have a lot of options in terms of self-care for the down there areas. And uh, and so she started this company because she was like, there's nothing out there that I would want to use that's as like kind of pampering and um, well-made as things for your face. And so she started Rosebud and it's has like an everyday balm and there's a soothe Bomb and uh, there's like a little arousing bomb, but it's just for everyday, pretty much labes. Just like lube up the labes and moisturize those labes. Be- just cream your labes. Cream your labes. Cream your labes. <laughs> but I was talking to a gynecologist. I did a gynecology episode, um, and she was saying that a lot of the products that are out there for women are really stripping and yes. it's not what it needs at all. And it's really based kind of in like weird patriarchal, like strip it, clean it, right. Your vagina's dirty. It smells. Yeah. yeah. And she was, uh, the gynecologist was saying like oily and hairy is where you want it. But, um, so there aren't a lot of like moisturizers and things like that. And I, I wasn't going to mention it, but you had seen, um, a tweet I put out about, I went through ovarian failure a few years ago, which was not expected at all. Who expects their ovaries to just peace out on them? What, what is ovarian failure? I'm not really familiar. I mean, I, I get what it means, I think, but yeah. could you explain it? It's just when your body's like, hey, we're 33. Is now a good time for menopause? And you're like, not really. And it's like, mm, I think it is. <laughs> It just your ovaries just fail. It happens. We're done. We're done. And and it's not recognized a lot because it's not the timing isn't right. And so um, I was going through that. Actually, it's funny because I got diagnosed the year that you guys got married. Mm. <laughs> I went to I went to seven weddings alone that year. Oof. And I was like, I'm sorry. And I hadn't really t- I didn't talk about that. I didn't talk about it at all. But I was like, you know, going to all these doctors' appointments and. Um, and people were like, well, can you just freeze your eggs? And okay, your FSH. Do you have any idea what your FSH was? That's a follicle stimulating hormone. Probably not. I right? don't remember. But um, and so follicle stimulating hormone is like the gas pedal. And so if you have to really gun the gas pedal, 
to get your ovaries to start working, it means that there's something wrong with them, you know, so you want like a low FSH, you know, up to around eight is a good spot, like lower than that. If you're up to 10, some fertility clinics won't even, they're like, sorry, dude, you're, you're pretty screwed. And mine was 135. (laughs) So like, mine were like, the doctors would look at it and be like, you're literally off the charts. Like, so something they just so freezing your eggs was not enough. How, how did you figure out that this was happening? Well, I didn't know for several years. And um, and I thought I was getting fevers a lot. And they were hot flashes. I had no idea. And um, yeah, my, my skin was really dry. Those parts were d- not happy when, as usual they were not like hey what's up we're ready i'd be like what come on guys because if you're if you were having ovarian failure were you not ovulating yeah so that means things just shut down that means like you're not producing estrogen the way you should um and so your body tries to kick it up but if your ovaries are just done and there's it happens to one percent of women um or people with ovaries uh it happens to them you know uh on a pretty small, pretty small amount, but, um, 1%, but a lot of people just don't talk about it. Cause it's, it's weird to say like, hi, I'm 28 and I went through menopause. Yeah. And then, um, especially if you're single, it's difficult. Cause yeah. you're like, like, sorry, um, gone fishing. Like we're done. <laughs> and so I had a hard, I was, had a hard time grappling with it emotionally just because it, it made me realize that, um, that, you know, if I ever decided to start a family that there would be other, I'd have to look into other options, which made me really think about, did I want to have a family or not? Um, you know, a lot of times when you're career focused, you're like, I got to make this money to get a house and put some money away for if I ever have a kid so they can go to college and da 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 and healthcare is expensive. And I know some people that sent their kids to preschool. It was $43,000 a year. And I was like, what? So I was always like, I'll squirrel more money away and then I'll think about it. And then, um, yeah, my body had some other plans. But uh, so I went through a lot of those um, physical symptoms, just not really knowing, you know. Um, and I, I felt like I had a terrible PMS sometimes and that I wouldn't have a period and they'd be inconsistent. And so I had several doctors not know what it was and just say it was stress and, and miss it for a couple of years. And I had a couple of doctors tell me that it was, um, I should just quit my job and get married and what? someone take care of me. <laughs> Yeah, I've had dudes say, I think I must have like an innocent face because I have dudes in authority say terrible shit to me. <laughs> like, what? Do, maybe I don't look like a litigate or something. Maybe I look like a pushover, which I probably am. But yeah, I've had, I had two doctors say, just, um, just can you just quit your job? Can you just find one of them said, just find it. Just find someone nice to marry. Don't work so much. I was like, oh, well, and what? I was like, but what about my ambitions? What about the love I have for my work? So, yeah, so I went through a lot wow. of that and didn't have a lot of, um, yeah. So when Christine was developing this, I was like, hand raised, I'll yeah. try. Um, and so, yeah, it's, and I love it. I, her stuff is great. And so I just, I really support that she's making things uh, that are not for appearance, but for, actual feeling and for for health you know because i feel like i spent so much more time paying attention to yeah do i have a zit without like oh i'm i have my vagina's atrophied you know what i mean like i should 
get on estrogen or I should, I should, um, you know, moisturize things like that. And so, yeah, I have to do, I have to do a little estrogen patch on my butt. I just have to switch it out and have to, so yeah. And you have to be kind of careful about, um, balancing it with progesterone so that you don't, uh, are you aren't at risk for cancer? So yeah, it's not, it hasn't been fun. It was really expensive too. Yeah. You know, a lot of doctors. Yeah, it sounds it like it. And that's scary when your health is in question like that and you don't have an answer. Yeah, it was weird. It was one of those things where I'm like, I know something's got to be up. But yeah, I, I think a lot of time, a lot of times you can be convinced that, okay, well, maybe I do have a stressful life, lifestyle. I work, you know, I work a lot. I travel a lot. Well, especially if it's a doctor telling you that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but so if, if hormonal irregularities are tough, they're, they're tough to, um, they're tough to know when to get looked at. But yeah, if you are missing periods or they're late or they're short or you're having hot flashes, day three of your period, go in and get your FSH tested, get a hormone panel and see what's up. Um, Because yeah, I was tested on the wrong day and just, yeah, didn't know. So yeah. I think you also, just even talking about what menopausal symptoms are, which is something I we, I would love to do more on this podcast. Like we don't, you only ever hear about menopause, like in popular culture as used as a punchline. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it is a thing that people are going to go through and, and having a real understanding of it and being empowered so that when it happens, you were aware, I think is really vital and yeah. does not happen enough. Yeah. Cause there's a slow ramp up until you have like total failure. Right. So um, it's not just like one day, you're like Tampax super let's do it and the next you're just like <laughs> the Sahara like it's not like that but um so yeah there's a lot of irregularities and we're just we're so accustomed to thinking well my my crazy brain must be futzing with my uterus or something like where I mean hysteria comes from the root for a uterus like we were told that our uterus just floated around our body and was making us crazy so there's a lot of like um there's a lot of psychology that I think gets misdirected, <laughs> but, um, and so, yeah, those are things that we just don't really, don't really hear about. But I was, um, yeah, I was really confused why I was uh, yeah, getting, getting fevers and things wow. like that. I kept taking my temperature being like, how did I just have a fever that lasted an hour? That was so weird. <laughs> like, no idea. I was like in my early thirties. So was uh, your period irregular? Yeah, but I just attributed it. You know, it was irregular for a couple of years at least. Um, and I was like, woohoo, that was only two days long. This is awesome. Right. Yeah. And, uh, or it would come 20 when, 21 days in. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, you know, hang out with a lot of ladies. Maybe I'm just, and I'm not on birth control pills. So maybe I'm just picking up on stuff, you know? So I just kind of, um, yeah, I disregarded it for a while. But, um, but yeah, kind of, so you can, you know, you might not have a period for one month and then it'll come back. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it's, um, a small percentage it happens to early and it yeah. might be environmental, it might be genetic, you know, they don't really know, but there's a lot of people on forums being like, what caused this? Why? <laughs> just like screaming into the sky. Cause it's just such a hassle. It's just one of those things where, um, you just have to, you have to be so much more mindful. I mean, there are definitely worse ailments out there for sure. Um, but it's, it's one of those things you just, you think I'm good. I'm good on this until I'm like 45, 47, 52. Yeah. So, but that there, there are people who go through it in, you know, early twenties and stuff. So sucks. Wow. Yeah. Sucks. It's okay though. There's one of me on earth is plenty. 
<laughs> you know, that's fine. Um, can you also totally switching gears? Yeah. Can you also tell us about your hair? Oh God, the hair. Oh, it's uh, very curly and very coarse. But my family doesn't call me Allie. They call me Puffy. They've called me that for a long time. My mom was so excited when Puffy Combs came on the scene. Cause she was like, look, another person named Puffy. <laughs> I was like, eh, yeah. But, um, so I have really curly, coarse hair. Um, my dad has thick, straight hair. My mom has fine, curly hair. And I, and I just got this weird combination. And so it's just very... Um, there's a lot of it. I'm very blessed to have a very thick hair. It's a bit unruly in the humidity. And... Um, when I'm like shooting something, it's tough to wrangle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shoot on a green screen for some of my stuff, which means that like boyoyoings get really mess up their chroma key. And so they have to like try to smooth it out all the time. And so I've, I hadn't done it in a while, but I recently got a Brazilian blowout and it's so, so bad for you. Have you ever gotten one of these? No, no. but I oh. have just stick straight, fine, thin hair. You're, you're, I don't ever get one. You're fine. I mean, obviously, but it it just chemically straightens your hair essentially. Yeah. It's like they put a keratin over it and then they straighten it. Uh, but what happens is they, they blow dry it and these, these clouds come off of your hair. And I recently got one done and they're like, okay, and just come out to the parking lot. And I was like, pardon? I'm like, oh, we do it in the parking lot because the fumes. And I was like, mm. oh my gosh. Yeah. And the, and the person doing it's wearing a mask. Sometimes they give you a mask. It's not good for you, but it's just so much easier because then you can just wash your hair and blow dry it quickly and not have to straighten it and, or not have to deal with the curls that change from one part of the day to the other. I still like to wear it curly sometimes, but, um, but yeah, so my, my hair is, um, it's an issue, but I mean, I think it's wonderful. Oh, I thank you. There is okay. a lot of it. There's a lot, there's plenty of it. And curls are, are great too. They just tend to be more work. Everyone thinks that letting your hair go curly is like taking your bra off, but it's like, no, 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 it's so much more work. Cause it's just it was so, part of the day they're in one configuration and then they change and ugh, a breeze comes. <laughs> Your whole dew's messed up. It's an ish. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. I don't either. I have like very thin straight hair. Same. You've saved a lot of money on straighteners. That's, that's true. For sure. That is very true. Before we wrap up, which I don't want to do. I know, but I want to know about, your delightful lipstick that Dory and I asked about when you arrived because Mm -hmm. look, it's just the perfect color. It is. And you have a whole system to it, which I never like whenever I see anybody in the perfect lip or the perfect this or that, I I never even imagine that they've done like three steps to get there. Mm. This was actually, um, I did it. I messed it up. I took it off. I put a lip gloss over it. Turned out the right shade. It's perfect. Thank you. I will tell you, I'm. This is um, probably going to bone me in the end because it's a discontinued color that I really like. But I will share it with everyone, and then I will immediately go home and order a bunch. Um, but there is a. There was, or maybe they'll hear this somehow. We can tweet yes. it. Yes. It back. Okay. So Nyx is it NYX mm-hmm. makes a butter gloss, and it's called Peach Cobbler, and it is a wonderful shade on everyone. And that's essentially what this is. Cause I had to mix a gloss with a 
a NYX um, matte lip in order to get this color because peach cobbler has been discontinued. Oh, gosh. And um, <laughs> yeah, peach cobbler NYX, you put it on and at first you're like, this is shockingly orange, but give it like a minute to do it to settle in. And then it's this really wonderful, peachy, slightly coral, looks good on every lip. Doesn't look like you're wearing lipstick, but doesn't look like you're not wearing lipstick. Easy peasy, great a great standard color to have. And so this is essentially what I'm wearing, but I had to do it by mixing two steps. You had to make your own peach cobbler. I didn't make my own, but I have also used food coloring on my lips as a stain. So I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so it. what's the other thing that you mixed it with? I just mixed it with, um, I think it's like some Victoria's Secret, like ultra gloss stuff that I've had for so long that the label's not on it anymore. I think those are the best products. You know what I mean? But I think it's like a minty Victoria's Secret like a thick gloss. Mm. Like one of those like really sticky, yep. like Mac, yeah. the Mac yeah. lip glass yes. stuff. That yeah. was, you know, I would say as children of the late 90s, mm-hmm. that was the stuff. It was. Oh. And it was so sticky. So sticky. It was like having butterscotch. Yeah. Yep. I love it. God forbid someone has a leaf blower going nearby. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because <laughs> you are flypaper. You are. You're screwed. <gasps> but it looks amazing. It does. Oh, thank you. I think we should bring that that kind of shine and gloss back. I want to bring Allie's back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to bring it back to my house. Me too. <laughs> Nix, if you're listening. Yes. Peach cobbler. Peach cobbler. Peach cobbler. What did you do to us, Nix? We I mean, love you. We trusted you. Bring the, it back. The discontinuing of products is such an, a shared and an, an interesting trauma. I know. And the hoarding of items is also fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I, there is this stuff that is made by Mission Skincare, and it is like a Serena Williams pomegranate, but it's it's clear, um, like SPF, like a sport balm lipstick. And for some reason, I put it on, and in the morning, my lips are hydrated, mm. fuller, they're ready to go. And uh, they had a few different flavors endorsed by different athletes, and it got discontinued and I purchased 30 of them on Amazon <laughs> and I am set for life. And, uh, wow. yeah, no, I have a, I have a little jar of them and there's always one in my nightstand. There's always one in my like travel kit. And if I am in a hotel and I, for some reason forgot it, Ugh. I'm like, I can't go to bed with bare lips. It feels wrong. It feels like not good. So, um, so yeah, so I, I have that one is discontinued and now this peach cobbler that I've also ordered, but not in such bulk. I might have to just go order some. It's the, it's the perfect shade. I'll send you a picture. I do want to say we were, we were chatting about this bef- before we started recording. Nyx is kind of like, um, an unspoken hero. Mm-hmm. I feel like of the makeup product yeah. world. Like they always come up on this podcast as super affordable, really effective makeup. Yeah. yeah. Pigment rich. Yes. Yeah. Very pigment rich. And they're cruelty free. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. The yeah. price point is hot. The <laughs> <laughs> price point turns me on. <sighs> the price point is is also exciting because you're like, would I try this mauve if it were, you know, thirty five dollars? Maybe not. Right. But it's but for four, right for four ninety nine. Yeah. You know, I, oh. I could either go get myself some kind of spiced chai latte or I could get myself this that's going to last for months. The yes. bad day trip down the makeup and beauty aisle at a Target or a drugstore. It's just the best. It is very, it can be very soothing. You're like, this will solve my cracked leg skin. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. Let's and all my problems. Skin. All of yeah. my problems. Yeah. I don't need Pamper my therapist myself. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, Allie, it's, it's such a freaking, t- talking about delights, it is such a delight for us, for you to be Truly. on the show. Seriously. 
Thanks for letting me get goofy with you guys Thank and you. also talk about my vagina. Yes. We uh, Allie, <laughs> where, vagina talk. where can people find you? Uh, I My podcast is called Ologies. It's a different ology every episode. And that's wherever you get podcasts. And then I'm Allie Ward, Allie with one L on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And that Brainchild is on Netflix streaming. Did I mention Invention is on Saturday morning? So is... Uh, innovation nation so yeah i'm all i'm all around and a great an ologies episode to start with is the one about self-care the right ca- is it is it cal or kale i've listened to it calology is that right calology is a study of yeah like um, beauty and of, of, yeah beauty standards uh and true self-care the gynecology episode is also a mm. great one. Um, we do have a cosmetology episode. And then there's all manner. There's ones on toads. There's all kinds. So just get up in it. Um, I just put out a Potterology episode about um, a chemist who uses Potter Harry Potter spells to teach chemistry at a university level. Oh, amazing. So yeah. And then um, and then the, the company we're talking about is Rosebud Woman. And so yeah, they have, they have great stuff. My oh. boyfriend steals the Soothe Cream and uses it on his razor burn i'm like oh yeah. i was all what what else do you use this on he's like sometimes my butthole if i've eaten something spicy <laughs> good to know <laughs> all right on that note but care is self-care but care is self-care we it is said. and your boyfriend knows it he yeah knows it. he's living it well, all right ali thank you again thank you ali thank you well i would say she lived up to our high expectations what's the ology for I'm really ob- into you and obsessed with you in a in a cool way. Uh, obsessionology, maybe. <laughs> she could interview us for that on her show. <laughs> we could be the guests, yes, or just like the ology for like fans of Allie Ward. Mm, Allie Ward fanology. Wordology, yeah, wordology. Wordology. We are wordologists. We are wordologists. Huh. Hmm. Anyway, how did your intention go? Terribly. Yeah. But well, that's the space we create, right? It is. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to no. be good. We can fail and love it. Yeah. So remind everyone yeah. what your intention was. It was to you. tackle the piles. Tackle the piles. I PTP. didn't. I didn't tackle a single pile. Okay. I, I kind of like shuffled some things around. Yeah. Like on this couch over here in our little sitting room, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had had a like dumped a bunch of thank you notes and had just tissue paper on it so that no one could sit on it for like a week. And then I just, it took about two minutes to just clear those things back up. And then the couch was usable again. So I did a couple of those things, but I didn't, I didn't really get through it. So I'm doing something wild this week. Never been done before. A first in the forever 35 universe. I am doing my intention again. I'm here for it. Look, Someone's got to take the leap to just try this out. I'm just going to try it again. Yeah. Because that is the thing I really want to accomplish this week. Yeah. I mean, among a million other things. Sure. Getting more rest. But this is important to you. I really, I can, I know I will feel so much better. It's just the initial act of going through it. Yeah. I hear you. But also, you know, my husband's going out of town and you're going out of town mm-hmm. in the next week. So I kind of feel like... All your spouses. All my spouses. I did say to you, I was like, uh, <laughs> you're leaving and Anthony's leaving. Like, what am I? What, who do I, what do I do? And you were like, relax. I just calm down. But it's very hard for me when all my, my husbands and wives are gone. So 
that also I think just kind of frees up a little yes. space. Like we won't be recording. Yes. Um, one there's one less person moving stuff around. Totally. So so we'll see how that goes. I will check back in with you at our next session. Wait, and I will give you the update. How about you? Because next last week you had a similar intention. I did, and as I discussed so passionately at the <laughs> at the top of the show, um, I do feel like I have started staying on top of the daily stuff. So that feels like a small victory that I'm patting myself on the back you for. You should. Every victory counts. Thank you. Um, and then my intention this week is to try to pack ahead of time for our trip to Boston. So not do a panicked Not pack. do a panicked last minute, I forgot that thing pack. The worst feeling. Like I already had to add the white noise machine to the list. So I can't believe I forgot that. I mean... And when and how many days is it until you leave? Um, it is five, four days. So are you are you already packing now for a trip that is happens in four days? No, I haven't started yet. Okay. But I but I made like a pretty detailed list. Yeah, that's that's part of packing. Yeah. Good so, work, Dory. Thank you. I feel like you've already accomplished your intention. Well, let's not go that far. Okay. Well, okay. you know what? I will next week. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Dory. Yes. We're here once again at the end. At the, the show. end. You can call us at 781-591-0390 or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can join our main Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcasts. And there you will find many spinoffs. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or even just a rating. Just click that five star button, would you? And tell a friend. And if you really like us, you can mention us on social media. We'd be very appreciative. And a jolly reminder that all the products mentioned here are always found on our website, which is forever35podcast.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And now I was going to say it, but I realize it's kind of your turn to say it. You know what? It's my turn. Yeah. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dory Shafrier and Kate Spencer. Hi. And produced and edited by Sammy Junio and Lane Hammer is our assistant. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.